rid of it. Kick it off, Brewski. Fred Ohlone's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1,188, November 9th, 2023. 70 degrees on this day in 1999, and I had an asterisk on this date in my calendar from the Freshwater Society. I thought this was the last 70 of of a calendar year, of a year. It is not. Oh. More to come on wow. that on future days. And 12 degrees on this day on three occasions, 1933, 1945, and 2017. Hail. Hail the flashlight, <laughs> King. Hail. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Don't you ever, ever again, ever, look at me. Focus. Oh. Don't you ever tell me again I'm a creature of habit. Every bleeping show has to begin with your little <laughs> science experiment and whatever gotcha. the hell you're I drinking. Get some ice. It's got you. It's I got, got the three lemonade. items, a glass, yep. a bottle, and then a... Uh, backup ice. Oh. Got to have the backup Never ice. again, ever. <laughs> You've lost your privileges. I'll, I'll let no. you say that about me, yes. Creature of habit for that. But you both you are. outweigh me by no, far. No, you can't say it I'm anymore. crossing off with the T. I need a pencil. Where's my post-it? <laughs> You know? Hail the flashlight king. Hail, Hail you. you. Joe, it's time for the dummies to stop believing and stop spouting the idea that the voters aren't paying attention and therefore elect the people who get elected. He must he must think that all of us contend that the reason the people getting elected are getting elected is because the citizenry is not paying attention. I think he wishes to contest that. All right. Given the turnout of the elections, it's obvious that they aren't paying attention. Oh, it's obvious that if they aren't paying attention, they didn't even realize there was an election yesterday. On top of that, if an electorate votes to increase taxes, it's because they are paying attention and have been convinced by those who were in favor of increasing taxes that it was the right or needed thing. What the dummies have to realize, he keeps condemning you guys. I think he's lumping you in with us, bro. You think so? Yeah. Welcome to the club. What the dummies have to realize is is that the voters in this state are paying attention in all the things that are happening, from the wasted $18 billion surplus to the DSA to the anti-Semitism and everything in between is what the voters want. This is the only state that didn't vote for Reagan. This is the only, this is the state that elected Jesse Ventura, and this is the state that did not demand return of our eighteen billion dollar surplus. You have become fond of saying in the last few days that the barbarians are inside the house. In the case of Minnesota, this is where the barbarians live. We are being led exactly where the barbarians want to go. Andrew in Annandale. Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. interesting. It is interesting. Now, I would agree with him when he said, uh, if an electorate votes to increase taxes, it's because they are paying attention and have been convinced 
by those who were in favor of increasing taxes that it was the right or needed thing. That is evident in the vote in St. Paul to increase the one to increase the sales tax by one percent. If you look at the map in the St. Paul Pioneer Press, they had a map. Maybe it was the Pioneer. Maybe it was Tribune. I don't know. One of the papers had a map uh, showing the where voters voted to increase the sales tax. Okay. And there were just very few isolated small pockets where voters did not want to increase the property tax. And those pockets surprised me because they were uh, far eastern uh, perimeter of the city, for example. Okay. Uh, Mac Groveland, Highland, Kings, Maplewood, Summit University, Cathedral Hill. Let's have a tax. And the answer was they have bought the idea, and I haven't, they have bought the idea uh, from their uh, the worthies that have been in office over the years that this is needed to maintain the roads. And, and apparently are willing or have been uh, unwilling to understand just what has happened to their property taxes. Their property taxes, my property taxes, really cannot be counted on to do the, uh, the work of the city. I, I mean, obviously, they pay police and fire and uh, public services. Yes, they're and, supposed to do. Uh, but they were also, there was a day when I would imagine the property taxes covered a pothole here and there. We were convinced, or the electorate was convinced, by those telling them so, that unless we get this 1% increase in the sales tax, we'll continue to have bad infrastructure. So I heard voter after voter interviewed on television through yesterday that, well, this is going to help improve our roads and infrastructure. We must do it. Mm -hmm. So where does that leave me? Because I, I don't believe that. I believe that the money that should have been used to fix roads and infrastructure has long been squandered. It isn't Melvin Carter that's squandering it. He's just at a long line of squanderers. It's long been going, squandered. It keeps going up. Yeah. Well, don't you think it will be interesting, given what happened with the legislature this year? The next year, there are a bunch of Minnesota legislators are up for election. Mm -hmm. Won't it be interesting to see, because what he's writing about is it's what people want. Mm -hmm. And if people end up voting for a Democratic legislature next mm -hmm. time around, mm -hmm. that would seem to indicate to me that fella is right, which yeah. would be very weird to me. Right. <laughs> very uh, weird. I was watching this morning on... I, I wish this would calm me down. Well, what I'm about I, I, to say is not going to. So should I not say? <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I, I was watching Fox 9, and this is not an indictment on Fox 9, but they did a piece on the 1% sales tax increase in St. Paul. And I, I was trying to look up the gentleman's name, but I you might know it. They had the city of St. Paul's chief resiliency officer. That's, uh, what's his name? The uh, bike rider. Um, yes, who's come up on the show. So yeah. I know, you, anyway... They had him on. And Joe, it was almost as if he's been listening to our show. He might. And the answers he's been given or that he was giving are straight out of the boilerplate. He didn't really explain anything as to what they've accomplished mm -hmm. and what this money is going to 
go towards. Well, they, uh, help me, Rook. Look it up. I, I'll Russ do it right Stark. now. Russ Stark. Thank you, Russ Stark. Right That's Russ exactly Russ who Stark. it was. And I thought he didn't. He didn't tell me anything. In the last couple of years, Russ Stark has literally been unheard of. And he's. The I saw city, him this morning. He's the city's chief resiliency officer. Okay, in fairness to Russ, he's not the only one who's no. been unheard of. No. So I'm back to where have property taxes gone? They've gone to expand the size of city government. <clears throat> and in the expansion of the city government, all of these programs have been established, none of which can the public expect to be held accountable. Oh, my God. None of which. Why isn't there in the uh, town paperwork, why doesn't it say 16% of property taxes go to roads? Well, you might be able to find that somewhere. Yes, uh, Chris, in the back. So when I Googled... This better be on point. Oh, yeah. Oh, it is. When I Googled Russ... Because I was looking for maybe a salary or whatever, but but better than that, I found well, he's getting a hun. I, at least I found the other seventeen members of the mayor's staff. Seventeen, and their job titles. Yes, we've been through this. I know, but it just when you see it in front of you, you think, wait a minute, this one percent's not going to be enough two years from now. The one percent. I told people yesterday, you'll be lucky if this money gets used on infrastructure. How about the Intergovernmental Relations Associate? And who is that? That would be your buddy, Eric Peterson. Ah, Petey. <laughs> Plus, I don't know how recently this list you're looking at. Was this in. was last edited June 21st of 2023. And even since then, uh, what I've noticed is a lot of these people uh, slide in and out of different governmental slots. Well, Joe Melanie McMahon is going to be here to answer that. She, she is the executive project lead for redevelopment. I uh, wish there was some redevelopment. <laughs> redevelopment of what? Of what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, your city's a hoot, man. It's not funny. It is to And me. then yesterday we came upon the sad realization that... You know, could a 45-year-old white guy or black guy, white woman or black woman, whatever, hell, mongs, anything, with GL values, could they win an election? And let's say they did. Could they go in and eliminate about a third of the people who work for the city of St. Paul? Or would there be some sort of wow. uprising or lawsuits or whatever? Because I guarantee you, I'm not, I don't wish ill upon all of these people that Melvin's hired, for example. No, I wish them the no, buck stops somewhere. I wish them no ill, but I would have no trouble getting rid of them in 30 seconds. What are they doing? Right. They're not doing anything. Russ is making 108. Yeah. And if you think they're doing something and you wish to defend it, wouldn't you at least want to have an accounting of what they're doing? Why don't you read some of the titles? Oh, Joe. Well, in fact, I found a Frederick Mello piece from back in February, and it lists the various salaries along with the titles. Deputy Mayor Jamie Tincher. I suppose you get to have a deputy mayor. Tinch. George Latimer did not. She's uh, bringing back 154k. I don't even care about the salaries. They're all outrageous for the fact that they don't do anything. 
Chief Innovation Officer Tariq Tomas. Okay. Now, what is he doing? He's making 160000 a year. Chief Innovation Officer. Yeah. What is he innovated? He's innovating. What is he innovated? Have a public, isn't it? And there's no pushback because there's no counter voice right. to demand a public accounting of this. Oh, what? No, no offense to this guy, but I want to know what you're doing. Well, I'll explain because Carlos Alberanos is the constituent services coordinator. He's never talked to me. Oh, well, are you a constituent? Yes. Are That's you in need of well. services? Nope. Oh, well, then he's your coordinator. All right. <laughs> Gosh. This is a fun game. What uh, is it? Press Secretary Kamal Baker. I'll give you a press secretary. Communications. Well, there's no press left except for Mello. Right. And you, <laughs> once in a while, you show up on your uh, your EcoFun bike. Uh, Kamal. <laughs> oh, wait. I already said that. Emily Buss is the communications director. Are you going to give that? Need a communications director? You, you, you really don't need one if you also have a press director. All right. How about yeah, the di- why, why both? How about the director of business engagement? That's. Crystal, K-R-Y-S-T-L-E, Cruz oh. dash Williams. K-R-Y-S-T-L-E. You don't need the Crystal. E at the end. Uh, yeah, you need the E. Uh, office manager is Miriam DeMello. Hell, they're not even working there. Political director is John Grebner. Okay. Your AmeriCorps VISTA program manager. That's yep. Rachel Greenwald. All right. Chief innovation officer is Matt Larson. Chief, I thought you said it was Tariq somebody. Uh, I, this this must have been a, a replacement then because I think that see they they slide in and out of can't other even slots. Keep, can't even get keep. that money and then get out. Yeah, your chief security officer is Mong Lee. Don't we have police? Chief of staff is Peter Leggett. Uh, I already mentioned the executive project lead for redevelopment. That's Melanie McMahon. Your mm-hmm. director of community initiatives. Ooh, that's a big okay, title. Okay, that's a big one. That's Noel Nix. What do they make? Oh, I'm. Good. It doesn't have the salary okay. in front okay, of me here. Okay, but what? What is? Is that? Is that a woman? Noel. I Noel, would assume is a, I, I, is a male. Male. What? That, that's if he identifies as one. But I can't. Nobody in St. Paul would join me in saying, "Let's have a public accounting of this." No one cares. Right. Executive assistant. Despite what Andrew Mannendale says, I'm going to tell you, nobody cares. I talked to a guy last night about 83, 84 years old, lifelong St. Paul guy, wonderful guy. This just goes off him like water off a duck's back. He didn't care. (laughs) This is hilarious. What are you We're in trouble. (laughs) No, I'm almost to the end. Um, Did I give the Intergovernmental Relations Associate, that's Eric Peterson, executive assistant... And scheduler is Joan Phillips, your chief resiliency officer, that's Russ, and your deputy director of policy and operations is Daniel Yang. Mm-hmm. And that rounds out your cabinet for the mayor's office. Fine. Good. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm crying in the wilderness for a public accounting of their achievements. There isn't any. And they have nobody to answer to. There's no one to answer to. The buck doesn't stop anywhere. There is no adult in the room to say, hold up, wait, wait a minute, minute. Something, something ain't right. There's That doesn't exist. That doesn't exist. Meanwhile. Um, say, yesterday, we, uh, I have time for this, don't I? Sure yeah, I he's do. looking at his watch already. Yeah, no, I have time. Yesterday, I, I was saying... Uh, uh, during our discussion of Nadia Mohammed 
It's M-O-H-A-M-E-D. Just to be uh, polite, uh, Reavers, look up that. Don't you have that uh, deal where you get the voice telling you the correct pronunciation oh, uh, of a yeah, word? Oh, yeah, give me a second. Can I leave up the mayor's staff, though? Because I like to get a good chuckle every once in a while. Open up a new window. What the hell? All right. Uh, what are you doing? Voice to text. Nadia Mohammed. I think it's Mohammed, I bet. Or Mohammed. I don't know. And it's I don't know. 1M? Want... 1M. M O H A M E D. She's the new mayor of St. Louis Park. Dang it, I did it backwards. I think that's still Mohammed. And yesterday, I was contending that uh, as a Somali and a Muslim uh, and a young woman, uh, that it was not plausible to me that she wouldn't be in the Ilhan Omar camp. Sorry, give me the spelling one more time. M-O-H-A-M-E-D. Mohammed. I don't know if you have to do this. I've been corrected on that by members of my staff at the airport. A lot of Mohammeds. Are there? Yeah. Is that Smith, basically? Yes. Got it. You know, if you don't do this quickly, I don't want to hear about it. I'm still having trouble with my computer, or I would be helping you. I'm getting it. Just give me a second. Never mind. It's right. okay. I'm going to call her Mohammed. Nadia Mohammed. Mohammed. And I question, I said, I bet she's in the Ilhan Omar camp. And I was detecting some pushback from the staff. Okay. Uh, maybe it was just particularly John who said, well, we Me. don't really yeah. know that. I, But I also said she did have a statement uh, condemning um, anti-Semitism. That was part of her campaign. Well, uh, uh, Howard Clarice did the work that you morons don't do. Thank you. Thank you, Howard. Thanks, Howard. You know, you really shouldn't be thanking You should. You should. <laughs> the following pronunciation is brought to you by pronouncenames.com. Spelling? Muhammad. Muhammad. Howard looked it up. Ilhan Omar was endorsed by Nadia Muhammad in 2020 during Ilhan's run for Congress. That is a direct tie. By endorsing Omar, she's agreeing with her. A bear in mind that at the time Omar was not backpedaling or soft-serving her anti-Israel and anti-Semitism under the guise of pleading for equality for Palestinians. She was serving it up hard and cold, saying that America was under the spell of Israel. The people of St. Louis Park have been duped. That's according to Howard. Her endorsement of Omar can be found on Omar's website when she ran for Congress, and he wonders if anyone in St. Louis Park could use the Google and he sent me the link, and I have Omar's endorsers uh, in 2020. That certainly could, uh, that there's room in there for the fact okay. that Nadia uh, is, a, is a champion of Israel and is condemning Hamas. There's room in there for that to have developed. But in 2020, she was an endorser of uh, Ilhan Omar, uh, and I have those. Uh, they're very interesting. I, I hadn't seen this before. Uh, Keith Ellison. Uh, these are elected officials who endorsed Ilhan's run for Congress, and wouldn't that have been her first run? Help me. How well, long she's has she been, been reelected once, right? Well, John's going to check that out. Maybe it was in 2018 she ran the first time. 
<laughs> Keith Ellison, Connie Bernatti, Jim Davney, Ray Den, Mike Freeberg, Asia Gomez, Hodan Hassan, Mike Howard, Mary Kunesh Podine, Fu Lee, Jamie Long, Mohamed Noor, Patricia Torres Ray, Alondro Cano, Jeremiah Ellison, Andrea Jenkins, Andrew Johnson, Angela Conley, Irene Fernando, Chris Meyer, Londell French, I recognize many of these names, Kale Severson, Nelson Inns, Jerem, Jenny Arneson, Josh Pauley, John Budzit, Bud, Budzit, yep. Cedric Frazier, yep. Simon Troutman, Ben Wayland, Nadia Mohammed, and Mavity, uh, Representative Ayanna Presley, Representative Eleanor Holmes Norton, Representative Karen Bass, Representative Barbara Lee, and the endorsing organizations were Minnesota AFL-CIO, Stonewall DFL, Move On, 350 Action, United We Dream, Action Fund, Planned Parenthood, Peace Action, Working Families and Citizens United, Justice Democrats, National Nurses, Common Defense, Jewish Voices for Peace Action, hmm. uh, National Organization for Women, Democracy for America, DSA. Let's go. <laughs> NIAC, I think that's the National Iranian American Council, the Democratic Socialists of America, uh, Congressional Black Caucus, Education Minnesota, American Federation of Teachers, National Educators Association, SEIU, Minnesota 350, Teamsters, Sierra Club. <laughs> Sierra Club. Yeah, I can see uh, Ilhan out in the woods. Uh, there you have it. Yes, uh, I want to tell you that, uh, how are you? I'm good. How are I'm you, Joe? i put all this away. So, yeah, <laughs> Nadia, uh, at least uh, initially, was an endorser of Ilhan. Uh, Nadia is now the mayor of St. Louis Park, and I'm willing to believe that the residents of St. Louis Park know more than I do. Hmm. What if I approach loyal town council member and Jordan Mayer about a... Uh, Communication director slash chief security officer slash executive project lead for redevelopment. All those three roles, which occupy St. Paul, just one job. Think he'd go for it? Sure. Might approach that. Joe, it was Sunday night and my keypad on one garage stopped working and my other garage door chain was hanging lower than Biden's polling numbers. Hey, no. I sent Precision Garage Door a message at 8 p.m. Sunday night. At 1 o'clock Monday afternoon, Brian... Precision garage door technician showed up at Prior Lake to fix my issues. He lubed and adjusted both garage door openers and tracks. He installed a new keypad to replace my non-responsive one. He installed new garage door gaskets on both doors. He let me know he completed the job and presented me the bill. I froze when I saw it. With my garage logic discount, the bill was under 400 bucks. I was expecting two times that amount. Brian reviewed what he had done and set up my favorite keypad code. I was completely satisfied with the quality of the work, the price, and Brian is a friendly professional. Oh, yeah, and he also blew the leaves out of both garages. All the prior stories you've read from listeners are absolutely true. Tim Groutman. That's Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities, serving the metro in western Wisconsin. They are our sponsor for the town hall, for the town council Council meeting next Wednesday night at Tattersall Brewery in River Falls. Uh, put the number of these people in your telephone closet. You need a garage door guy 
And when you get precision garage door of the Twin Cities, you get the whole family, a GLer family, and they do it correctly. Call precision garage door of the Twin Cities at 612-263-6985 or find them at precisiondoormn.com. Hey everybody, it's John here and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors, delicious ready-to-eat meals. You can get their fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes. Weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. And they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus for the no-fuss meals. And get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Just heat and serve. My favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to Factormeals.com slash garagelogic fifty. And use code GarageLogic50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code GarageLogic50 at factormeals.com slash garagelogic50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. We've had it too easy and so have our cylinders. I know it's already cold. The snow will soon be flogging us. That means it's time to add sea foam to your tanks. All of them. The summer cylinders, they should already have been shut down and dosed before you put them away. Do it now if you haven't. And it's time to get your winter cylinders up and running, and Seafoam Motor Treatment is your friend. If those carbs and injectors are acting the fool, hit them with Seafoam. That's the answer. You know what else likes Seafoam? Deadbolts, knob locks, padlocks. Douse them with Seafoam Deep Creep. It's a lubricator and a rust buster. It's amazing, and it keeps those locks working fantastic when it's below zero. And the Deep Creep, along with the motor treatment, the Transtune, Bugs Be Gone, all of it available anywhere that fine automotive chemicals are sold. A local company with a global reach and a true miracle in the world of bad gas, Seafoam. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. All right, gentlemen, guess who's back? Is that a fart base? No. No? Okay. It'd be pretty powerful if it was. But guess who's back, ladies and gentlemen? 30 Bales Restaurant in downtown Hopkins. Um, I was texting with our guy Todd this morning saying, hey, what do you want me to promote? How about this? A couple of awards to announce for 30 Bales, including... Best of Minnesota Best from the Star Tribune, 24 Best from our local Sun Sailor, and Dinner's Choice Awards from Open Table. Best what? Member. No, I mean, sometimes what? it's the best patio, sometimes the oh, best. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I believe it's just your best, best restaurant, best restaurant yeah. right now. And I know Open Table, that's a big deal in the restaurant world. So, What does that mean? That they're... The oh, open tables a is uh, a publication is a publication. Yes. I see. Um, so thirtybales.com is their website. If you uh, want to do some takeout, they're the perfect spot. You call ahead, you place your order, and they'll take care of you. I have been affirmed that the short rib pot pie rookie is oh. back. Oh, and so yeah. is I'll buy if you go yeah, get it. That's good. The I will. short <laughs> rib lasagna. I'll yeah. buy that if you go get it. Short ribs are just fantastic. It's a scratch kitchen. They are phenomenal. They're located right in the heart of downtown. Hopkins, right across the street from the Hopkins Center for the Arts. Where we've performed. 
We yep. have. We yep. did an after party mm-hmm. at 30 Bales Restaurant. So stop on in, take the family, go for lunch. It doesn't matter. 30 Bales is the best, and we're so happy to have them back here in Garage Logic. You know, if nothing else, what the next couple of years is going to be is extremely interesting. Okay. Not that the last few haven't been. Right. But every seat in the Minneapolis City Council was up for grabs, but ultimately every incumbent who ran won. Every incumbent that ran yep. won, okay. Now there's two newcomers on the council, and your political experts, I don't know who they are, but they're experts. <laughs> they say the council has shifted way further left. Oh, well, good. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, we're all left on the city council. In the city council, you've got left, and then you've got further left. <laughs> of course, I have associated myself more with the pragmatic, prog- pragmatic, progressive side, which is not the farthest left, Mayor Jacob Fry said. Be furthest left, I'm sorry. So Fry, what is he calling himself? A pragmatic progressive, which he wants us to know is not as left as the wacko lefts. So is that like the difference between dengue and major major dengue? Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you for putting it in the terms where I can understand. The day after the election, Fry was optimistic about his ability to work with more liberal council members. Experts consider eight of the 13 council members in 2024 to be more progressive than Fry. Are there people that I have disagreements with? Of course. That's always the case. Well, it's politics, of course. It's how you deal with them that... Makes you a professional I'm or reading not. Fry's quotes. But now is not the time to highlight disagreements, Fry said. The way you want to come out of these elections is with optimism and with hope, and that's exactly how I'm approaching it. If I have to use my veto pen, I've got it right here, but that's not the way you start out a term. You start out a term saying, let's work together. Hamlin University, well, it's no longer a university. Uh, we've we scratched Hamlin off our list. Remember when the Teacher can the uh, art teacher for showing a picture of Muhammad. Yeah. Yeah. Bleep Hamlin. Hamlin University political science professor David Schultz says a coalition of nine council members would have the power to override Fry's vetoes, but it's unclear if there is an alliance that can make that happen. If they get nine votes to override the mayor's veto, they get to have significant control in terms of a lot of different policy issues, and it makes life more difficult for Fry, Schultz said. Schultz adds that the first sign of which direction the new council will go will come in how they select a council president. So Andrea Jenkins was the serving council president. Uh, I don't know what the odds are that she'll regain that position. Now, I have a little speech to make. Okay. Okay, as we continue to try to distill what happened Tuesday. And what happened Tuesday is that uh, the the uh, we haven't been left enough. Right. We're going farther left in both cities. We must do something. That, that might be true all around the country, but we're going farther left. So the reason the reason that doesn't work with me is... Okay, what will they work on? I don't think they'll work on bringing manufacturing to town. I don't right. think they'll work on uh, hustling to figure out ways to fill vacancy rates in downtown St. Paul. I don't think—I think what they are going to work on 
are these ideological dynamics that they've based their whole career on equity uh, and then they'll figure out ways to introduce equity and then they might say well we need this park to be this way because it'll be equity and then they'll have tree equity and equity will be the big thing equity diversity inclusion but they will not be working on anything that that i would think the typical homeowner in St. Paul is worried about. And yet the typical homeowner in St. Paul had to be among those who voted them in. So that's where I go back to yesterday saying, I don't know what's going on. But I do know for a fact two things. No, I know three things. You can write them down. Okay. Write them down. Write them down. Number one, uh, the school children of St. Paul are doomed. I'm, there's no one's going to change my mind. Yes, you've got you've got ridiculously unqualified, incompetent school board members. The school kids are doomed. Number two, number dos, climate change. You will hear now more and more and more oh, about yeah. climate change because it was it'll be a tool they use to bring about their mechanisms of inclusion, diversity, and equity. Okay. And you're already seeing it. It's getting harder and harder to drive on the streets because they keep narrowing them and creating bump outs and putting in islands That's and all, right. of, all of these things that have nothing to do with the with the uh, with mom trying to get the kids to school. But see, that's going to change once we build that park above 94 to reimagine yeah. the Rondo neighborhood. That's what we're going to do, Joe. Did I say three things? Yes, you did. Yeah. I can't think of what the I third. I only wrote thing. down two. <laughs> uh, the kids right, are doomed. Kids are doomed. Climate change. Climate change. Climate will be, change. You'll hear equity. more and more about climate change. Equity. And uh, I don't remember what the third one Inclusion. Was. Well, that's um, part of the climate change. I should, I should just leave that one blank then. I guess the question, question mark. <laughs> number three. <laughs> number three is a question mark. God. I forgot what the hell I was going to say. Uh, to be determined. T- that's a better way there to be. TBD. Number three. I got three things I know for sure. Hang on. Listen, I'm writing it down. TBD. See one big of them's TBD. Right there. Yep. TBD. They're three. here for one reason mm-hmm. to bleep us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, th- we keep citing this, but obviously, outside of GLers, it's falling on deaf ears. You have examples of test scores at the lowest they've ever been. How does anyone rationalize with this? There's another way to put it. Another way to put it. What the left believes to be examples of a better, thriving city are not what I would consider to be the examples of a better, thriving city. There. Okay. All right. You're there. You're you have distinct ideas. You're yeah. distinct from them. Yeah. The city can be falling into ruin. Yep. And. The left would celebrate the idea that every kid passes their test in high school. That would be their goal. My goal would be, could we please uh, bring a company to town that builds more widgets and employs people? Because the other thing you progressives need, you're going to need a hell of a lot of money. And you just keep chipping away at the fact that you're driving people out that still can go and still can get out. This is from U.S. News. 43% of elementary students tested at proficient reading and 41% tested at the level of math, the required level of math. We are not a serious country 
And I offer you as an example. The Department of Health and Human Services has rolled out a new gender pronoun policy <laughs> that one Heritage Foundation expert and former HHS official says violates employees' rights and will result, will result in firings for misgendering. Health and Human Services in the federal government is requiring its employees to speak falsehoods. Roger Severino, the Heritage Foundation's vice president for domestic policy and the former head of civil rights at HHS during the Trump administration, told Fox News Digital. Because you won't read this in the conventional news gatherers. Severino first broke the story on Twitter last week. He wrote that HHS imposed a transgender pronoun mandate, pronoun mandate on its employees who will now be forced to deny biological realities with their own words or face firing. And he included a screenshot of an email sent to employees in the department. Severino said that the First Amendment protects federal employees from being required to speak falsehoods, being compelled to adopt state-approved ideology, and requiring people to deny their own faith. These policies would require all those things, said Severino, a Harvard Law School graduate. Well, that used to mean something. I don't think much of Harvard. (laughs) All employees should be addressed by the names and pronouns they use to describe themselves. The email to HHS employees stated as part of its push for gender identity and non-discrimination guidance that it says protects employee rights and protections related to gender identity. We're not a serious country. (laughs) Severino says the push began with two White House executive orders, one in January 2021 and one in June 2022, that were framed as ways to combat gender discrimination on the basis of gender identity. All applicants and employees should be addressed by the names and pronouns they use to describe themselves. Using correct names and pronouns helps foster workplaces free of discrimination and harassment. The U.S. Office of Personnel Management Guidance states. This practice also creates an inclusive work environment where all applicants and employees are treated with dignity. The isolated and inadvertent use of an incorrect name or pronoun will generally not constitute unlawful harassment. But as the Equal Opportunity, Equal Employment Opportunity Commission has explained, continued intentional use of an incorrect name or pronoun are both could contribute to an unlawful, hostile work environment. Hmm. In an unlisted YouTube video linked in the email to HHS employees last week that features Assistant HHS Secretary Rachel Levine, who identifies as transgender, says, Who you know yourself to be is valid. Who you know yourself to be is valid. Severino said that the Orwellian policy means that misgendering someone could qualify as violating anti-discrimination law, which gets you fired. 
Men who identify as female have the right to get naked in front of female colleagues in the locker room, Severino said about how the rule relates to HHS locker rooms and bathrooms. Hmm. It used to be that if you allowed a man to get naked in front of a woman in the workplace, that is instantly a violation of civil rights laws, Severino said. That's the quintessential hostile work environment, subjecting women to that. Now the policy says to the women who may be uncomfortable with the situation that they're the ones who have to leave. Okay. We are uh, witnessing a a mental health breakdown in this country. I feel very comfortable saying this is insane. I I don't know how to turn it. Can it be turned around? That's my fear because I don't think it can. And I'm willing to be corrected on that. Or more... The better question is, how further, how much further will it go? Governments cannot compel speech and certainly cannot compel false speech, Severino said, citing West Virginia versus Barnett, in which even though children being told to say the Pledge of Allegiance during World War II was a good thing, the Supreme Court ruled that parents and students have a right to dissent from that view. We protect the right of political dissent, and here it's a pledge of allegiance to the rainbow flag that's been essentially required, Severino said. Severino also said employees have a right to their faith, and your boss cannot force you to deny your faith as a condition of employment. Okay. He said that policies that force employees to deny gender reality or go against their beliefs absolutely have a negative effect on morale and production and that current government employees have told him as much. They are faced with a horrible dilemma, Severino said. Do they hope that they can fly under the radar and try to avoid the issue and keep a low profile and perhaps hide their face so they can keep their job? Or do they stand up and say this policy is wrong and, and fight for their rights? And then see a gigantic target on their back after that. It wouldn't be faith that would be driving me nuts. It would just be that you people are mentally ill that would be driving me nuts. And here's a picture of uh, Rachel Levine. Uh, and that is... Uh, nope. That's an imperfect science. No, no, no. That, that, that doesn't uh, matter. That doesn't matter. With oh, you. it does. The hell with it. Yeah. Go bleep yourself, Rachel Levine. That's an imp- that's an imperfect science right there. Uh, I when now, you wait now are, is she? That's a that's a, a he that became a woman. That's so if you are a androgyny. let's say you're a foreign leader, and you're uh, so how about I'm a Chinese <laughs> foreign leader and. Your threat, you're, you're feeling the threat of the American force, and you see that photo. Does fear strike you right here? Nope. Okay. You see this guy or this person, <laughs> yeah. and you think, well, I don't know, do you want to take him over this month or do you want to wait a month? Well, let's wait. Do you want to wait a couple I weeks? I kind of feel let's, bad for let's them. Let's let Christmas pass. Let's hold off. And then we'll take yeah, him. Yeah, then, we'll, then we'll judge. <laughs> America. Hashtag. Jesus. <laughs> H. Christ. I find it very interesting that uh, when the heat got on, you dug yourself a hole. 
I'm praying. I'm not right. taking the Lord's name in vain. Of course not. <laughs> Where is this Levine quoted in here again? Remember we had the guy with the the suitcase thief? Wasn't he? A, oh, yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah. Th that was Biden's... Um, um, natural? No, it no was he a, was a nuclear guy. Nuclear. 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 Yeah, it had something to do with the nuclear. He program, was an important right? guy. I don't know whatever. Didn't he swipe a piece of luggage? He here? likes to steal luggage. Yeah. But wasn't one oh, of them he, here? anywhere? Yeah. No, your luggage isn't safe. That's because rookie Sam, hadn't been briefed. Otherwise, right. he wouldn't have, have gotten away with that. I would have seen that for sure. Sam Britton. Britton. Sam Britton. Was his name. Yeah. yeah. American well, nuclear engineer. I'll see. Office of Nuclear Energy as the Deputy Assistant Secretary of Spent Fuel and Waste Disposition. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and I bet he never even suffered any consequences for his thievery. No, he is no longer employed by the Office of Nuclear Energy after being charged with luggage theft twice. Double secret probation. Yeah. Hey, Putin, look at this guy. Look at this. Oh, hey, what, hey what hold I'm up on America. Tanger, Tanger. <laughs> we, uh, we give her up for... A trade. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, it just, you know, you can't predict I mean, these things. There are, certain, <laughs> there are certain places to go where you can calm yourself. Is it eco Ecofun? Croatia? No, seriously, you get surrounded by all that fun <laughs> recreational equipment. We're still allowed to go outside, and we're still allowed to ride a bicycle or a scooter. For and now. And we're still allowed to use all of that great equipment Ecofun has for blowing snow, moving snow, plowing snow. I was talking to Tim about that. He picked up my scooter Sunday. I did not know that EcoFun had gone so heavily into the winter snow management business, but they've got fabulous equipment. It's all at EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. It's on Highway 97, immediately west of Interstate 35, and it's in Burnsville on the service road of life near County Road 42, scooters, bikes, snow equipment. Uh, four by fours, plows, plow blades, you name it. They've got it. Helmets, apparel, great service. And that program that I love so much, that pickup and delivery of your scooter, mine's done for the year. Thank goodness. It's ecofunmotorsports.com. It's Ecofun Motorsports in Forest Lake, Highway 97. Just go west. It's right there. Great big brand new building with a great big parking lot to try stuff out in. And in Burnsville, on the count on uh, the service road of life near County Road 42. You know, the investment game can be awfully tricky, especially in these volatile times. And that's why you need the best and also somebody that you can trust. And that's why I rely on Josh Arnold. We know him as Mr. Money Talk around these parts. And he's here for you. So give him a call today for that free 48-minute no-obligation consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. 952-925-5608. Josh has been at this a long time with a track record of success, and he's here to help you. So give him a call today. No 
obligation. That's right. No obligation. It's absolutely free. 952-925-5608. And tell them you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. Not a Garage Logic Town Council member. Here's what you're missing. Didn't we have a nickname for you? Yeah, we all had nicknames. What was your nickname? Uh, not the <clears> dumb stuff. The stupid stuff. Your hat, Chris's jacket. Matt is dumb. John is smart at. No, John is wise. I'm smart. I don't know what I was. You are late to the game. You're no, Joe Joe is proven to be a racist name. Oh. Rattaloni's <laughs> Hardware and Garden Stores. Oh, yeah. Joe's ready. No more fun. <laughs> no more fun. fun Here we go, over. Tigers. Fun's Here we over. Go. You ready, Rimshot? I want a Rimshot. Yeah. Hey, diggy, diggy. John, that's not a song. It is a song. Erica Badu. It's a great song. Rolling, bro. Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. Len? Are you ready? Remember Len Levine? Yep. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Here's John Height. Can, can, I, can I take one second and then I'll be right with you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to check something else out, but I can't find it. So let's go to the news. And now, the news. Uh, by the way, this news is brought to you by North American Banking Company. Thank you. Uh, airport news, Rook. Airport officials and Delta Airlines this morning announcing upcoming changes at the airport. According to the Metropolitan Airport Commission, the project expected to take several years and cost about $242 million, making it the largest interior gate and concourse makeover at the airport since the airport opened in 1962. Do I have to pay for that? Yes. Oh, officials. Because the airport officials. doesn't make any money. Right. <laughs> Delta will probably throw in some scratch because they're going to benefit, but uh, that's going to be, uh, they just keep improving it. Officials say it'll take several years for the project to be completed, adding the goal is to make things brighter and more modern inside the terminal. Six concourses and 75 gate areas will be targeted in the project. The airport also working to streamline check-in and security and also expand passenger facilities. Uh, 60 years ago, when it was built, the airport originally made to accommodate 1.8 million passenger, uh, passengers every year. Uh, obviously now, many millions more go through the gates than did in 1962. Boy, I thought that airport was older than 1962. I mean, I'm sure it is. Wold Chamberlain Field goes way back. You're talking about what we call the current airport. MSP. Right. It has those tri- that uh, roof line of the of the triangles or the yep. points. Yep. That's, an, that's still original. That's the only original thing left. Okay. Uh, I yeah. trust you on that yeah. one. When you do a lot of traveling, though, we do have a pretty good airport. I was going to say, really... I thought I thought this is about as good as it gets. What the hell do you need to pour, pour a quarter of a billion dollars into it? The last four years. Because mm-hmm. take a good stroll through O'Hare, and then you'll say, yeah. boy, we do God, have a God, I hate good... that airport. That's a really bad airport. My uh, family took a trip recently and uh, went through security in about two hours in Orlando. They said it was horrendous. Dear God. My favorite is Raleigh-Durham. Is my favorite I've never airport. been. Well, it's just... It's not that big. It just works. Everything's just right there. Got it. 
Star Tribune reporting a high-ranking Democratic state senator announced Thursday she'll run for the Minnesota congressional seat held by Representative Dean Phillips. Dean, of course, is running for the presidency. Assistant Senate Majority Leader Kelly Morrison, who's a practicing OBGYN, helped lead state legislative efforts to protect abortion rights for both Minnesotans and people who travel here to get the procedure. Now the Democrat from Deep Haven said she's ready to take that fight to the U.S. House. Morrison joins Democratic National Committee member Rod Harris in going for Phillips' seat. Uh, Phillips is mounting a long, shot, a long shot primary challenge against President Biden. He has not said if he'll run for re-election to his House seat if his presidential campaign fails. If Phillips does seek re-election to the House, he's likely to face some pushback. Phillips' primary campaign against Biden has angered some Democrats locally and nationwide. Morrison said Phillips is a good friend of hers, but that she strongly supports Biden. Asked whether she would stay in the race if Phillips runs for re-election. She said, I'm not really thinking about hypotheticals at this point. Give me your name again, John. Uh, last name of Phillips, first name, uh, no, <laughs> that would be Dean Phillips. Last name of Morrison, first name of Kelly. Look She's an assistant. Uh, Rupp, is she DSA, leader. I wonder? Kelly Morrison? Democratic. Too many OBGYNs aren't able to practice their That's their right. love with women. Do we, uh, right. do we have DSA members in, in the oh, I'm sure we legislature? Do. I'm sure we do. Really? Sure. But isn't that well, a little... Do you think Lee Finky ain't a dsa -er? I don't know. I bet I no she idea. is, or he is, or whatever. Uh, Kelly Morrison, she is, okay, does not say. Those profiles probably don't give the endorsers. Right. Move on, John. But isn't this a clear indication of you're either on our team or you're not on uh, our team? I think so. She's right. got three kids and a husband. Yep. Yale, Boston, Case Western, Univ Reserve University. Wow. Uh, 54, born in Minneapolis. Huh. Mm, can't see any. All right. Go ahead, John. A northern Minnesota man with a long history of driving drunk has received a prison sentence topping five years for being extremely intoxicated when he was speeding on a dark road before a crash that killed his lifelong friend sitting next to him. 27-year-old Gerald Wayne Johnson of Red Lake was sentenced in U.S. District Court in Minneapolis after pleading guilty to involuntary manslaughter in connection with a wreck on November 6, 2021 that killed 33-year-old Regina Rushman. While speeding at more than 90 miles an hour in a 20-minute uh, 20 miles an hour zone. Johnson lost control on a patch of ice and hit a tree. Test results showed his blood alcohol content soon after the wreck was at 0.224, nearly three times the legal limit for driving in Minnesota. According to the plea agreement, federal guidelines recommended a prison sentence ranging from four and three quarters to nearly seven years. Uh, the uh, Johnson significant post-defense rehab, according to his lawyers, that has uh, seen him sober for the past year and a half and his desire to work toward a high school equivalency degree should have led to a lesser sentence. But prosecutors countered in their own filing that five and a half years in prison would be more fitting. Johnson was convicted of his sixth drunken driving offense less than eight months after the crash. He got a problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Minnesota Supreme Court has dismissed that lawsuit that would have barred former President Trump from the primary ballot in Minnesota under a provision of the 14th Amendment that bars people from holding public office if they engaged in insurrection or rebellion. But the justices noted on Wednesday the decision applies only 
to Minnesota's primary. Chief Justice Natalie Hudson wrote in the order, there is no state statute that prohibits a major political party from placing on the presidential nomination primary ballot or sending delegates to the national convention supporting a candidate who is ineligible to hold office. The lawsuit filed by Free Speech for People, a liberal group representing Minnesota voters in the case, is one of many challenges that Trump's facing for eligibility in light of his actions surrounding the Capitol riot of January 6th. I was asked this question. I don't know the answer to it, but what what will this change, right? I mean, is this going to make him even more popular? Is this going to affect a, a, a ton? You know what I'm saying? Because he's not. It's not like he's going to win Minnesota anyway. Is that, am, I, am I making well, any sense? But we're one of what seven states? I think that we're trying to do it. Okay. So uh, there are states he's won that they're trying to also doing this, or groups are suing to keep him off the ballot. So, but could you? I guess could you file this under if you do win in this particular case, you're just going to make his popularity rise? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know. I, I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. I like honesty. Thank you, Joe. In a bid to cut down expenses, Minneapolis-based Sleep Number Corporation. Did you see Ivanka show up for court? I did. Uh, I, I got a kick out of following her. Uh, I missed it. She, well, she didn't want to appear because of the hardship she faces as a parent. Okay. That's understandable. And, and of course, she fa- she <laughs> wouldn't know where a jar of Gerber's baby food is to save her life. <laughs> So, so she shows up. That's an assumption. Yes, but I'm safe. But you her. are okay. Yeah. And, and somebody spent I don't know four hours on her hair. Okay. Uh, I don't know the brands. The the uh, rookie C, might the CP knew all the brands of clothes, <laughs> but it was about I don't know between five and ten grand worth of clothes. Sure. And uh, and then got in there and basically said she had no clue about anything, which I don't doubt. And uh, it was just amusing to me that uh, she's about as useless as Meghan Markle. So they're they're two of a kind as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to guess the CP is probably a big fan, too, of Ivanka, huh? Not a bit. The CP <laughs> yeah, is uh, not a I bit. Sort of, a, sort of assumed that, yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, in other news, in a bit to cut down. Ex- isn't the, she the one Trump lusts after, even though it's his own kid? It's a bit creepy. She's, it's a bit creepy that he's, he's talking about things. dating her or something. A lot of people have, are creepy. Having sex. A lot of people like yeah. that daughter. <laughs> you know, he's doing Ivanka. it better. I'm sorry. Who? He says a lot of people. He's got no, him. one trick pony. Right. A lot it of is one trick. He just goes, a lot of people. Let's see it. Well, don't put me on the spot. Yeah, I'm on of, the spot. Rooks the, rooks the impersonal. A lot of people. A lot of people. A lot of people like coffee. <laughs> no. You're, coffee and I, non. I can't put my finger on a it. Lot you're of capable of it. You're I capable can't of get, anything. I can't get the It's not the hoarse enough right. and it's not deep I'm enough. I'm too high. Yeah. I'll say too high, too high, but I ain't touch the sky. A lot of people like great song, wonderful song, Kofi Annan, the leader. Okay, I'm going to switch to some more news now then. In other news, in a bid to cut down expenses, Minneapolis-based Sleep Number Corp on Wednesday said it's trimmed about 10% of its workforce. That amounts to about 500 people being laid off. In a November 8 quarterly filing with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, the company said the move is part of a plan to reduce operating expenses by as much as $50 million. This ain't Mr. Pillow, is it? No. Oh, it's no, a different, this is different company. Sleep yeah. Number. Yeah, 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 okay, no. yeah. yeah. A lot of people get those confused. <laughs> Last <laughs> month, 
Why did you pay him that conference? Because now he's gonna he's got the baton, <laughs> no, he's running, and he's I not promise. gonna pass it off. He's I, not gonna pass it I off. I promise I won't. Yeah, just be quiet. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> just be quiet. Last month does that work with Chris? Can I do that too? Chris, just be quiet. Yes. <laughs> Last month, the commission working to find the new Minnesota flag and seal invited the public to submit their own designs for consideration. Uh, they ended up now with about 2,600 designs, 85% of those being about the flag. Now the public can see the submissions and share their thoughts on which one should be seriously considered. Uh, some are essentially the same as currently used designs. Uh, others are creative and others, uh, there's some, if you go look, uh, they're just kind of interesting, shall we say. Members of the commission are scheduled to narrow the list down to their top 25 on November 17th before they unveil the top five flag and seal designs to the public on November 29th. If you'd like to take a peek at some of the ideas, uh, go to KSTP.com, go to the news stories about flag submissions, and you can look at uh, all They'll of them. They'll end up with the most benign, meaningless flag possible. I, was, I saw the story on the news, so I saw several different um, uh, applications. Mm -hmm. I didn't see one that looked any even close to good. I don't know. What Why are they fixing this because there's an Indian in it, and apparently we're supposed to think that the, the guy with the plow was being mean to the Indian. For well, all the I guy know, with the Indian the plow was, was going to shoot the guy. But the guy with the plow, <laughs> us white people, were mean to the Indians. But it doesn't mean that we have to not tell anybody about it. Or Matt, you must revise history. Okay. A lot of people do. Isn't that a SID rule? <laughs> yes. It is. Okay. It is. Oddly enough. Our nice weather forecast has one golf course opening up again. Courses <laughs> what, what crummy track is, <laughs> is taking well, the tarp I, off the greens? That's not I don't, I, It's Baker National, I, isn't it? Yeah, Baker National oh, Golf okay. Course in Medina briefly yeah. reopening. Okay. Officials at the golf course decided to keep the greens <laughs> open through the next week, pending inclement weather, according to Tom Neasley, media relations specialist so, for GLers, Baker. So, what you can anticipate is that at about 11.56, we're going to hear, Franaloni's Hardware and Garden Stores, i got to get to Medina. <laughs> no, I, I anticipate uh, getting closer than that. Really? Next week. Oh, yeah. really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a prediction? Oh. It's a prediction. All right. So they canceled Baker, uh, the, the monster truck race at Baker National to uh, <laughs> reopen the track. Right. You actually will not be able to use carts, so it's walking only at okay. Baker for the next week. So uh, should we take a break here? Yes, what do you think? yes we, we should. We should. Okay, good. Why don't we take Are a break? Are you talking about nice weather? Is that what it is? Nice uh -huh. weather. Yes, nice beautiful. weather means you can set that uh, heating unit at about 70 degrees. And it's probably not even going to kick on right now. That's the deal. That's where I am right now 70. with my house. Yeah, 70. I'm not paying it's your heating bill. It's perfect. 70 degrees right now. And that's when the uh, thing doesn't come on, the heater. If you have a heating unit that doesn't come on. The then thing that doesn't come on. What is it called? Heating the unit? Thermostat. Be a thermostat. I mean, put that number uh, at big 7 -0. A lot of people like thermostats. A lot of people like Welter 100 for our generation. See, I can't. A lot of people like welterheating.com. It will heat your home. It's I it's can't like get Jesse. It. It's missing oh, here. All right, everybody. Hey, right, let, right Joe, here, let, right let Joe just put his thumb right here in your throat. Yeah, here, right here. A lot of people like welter. No. A lot of people like welter heating. 
Welter. Shelter. A lot of people think Welter's getting a refund yeah, for here this we go. ad. All right, let's go now. It is time. <laughs> Welterheating.com. They do have 100 years of experience. They do have four generations. So as the heating units and air conditioning units have changed over the years, so have their techs. Their techs have to be certified. They have to know exactly what to repair, how to set it down for the winter, how to set it up for the summer. The whole situation can be answered for you at welterheating.com. They have a blog where it's a quick Q&A, and it's for free. They might even answer the question to your problem. Welterheating.com. If you want to call them, a human being will answer the phone, 612-825-6867. Air condition and heat your shelter with Ray N. Welter. You'll recall that we had a Tom Brokow contest, Uh, and Reavers Uh, beat you. Yes, he did. He did. I don't remember that. Tom Broke. Oh, I vaguely remember Who, that. Who, uh, doors or something? Oh, yeah, it was a, like oh, a... No, it was... No, it was, no, he was it swallowing was, his words. Like tongue. He swallowed his words. A lot of... A lot of people... A lot of people like to jog. <laughs> oh, my God. Am I done? Sorry. We're going to book... Welter, we're booking you. Am I done book. yet? Two minutes, Welter. Two minutes. <laughs> Schoonover Body Works and Glass, they're up there in Shoreview. They're the official body shop of Garage Logic, and Kenny Olson is out this week, so the spot is going to get infinitely better because yours truly and the mayor are here. SchoonoverBodyWorks.com is the website. Mike, I just have a simple question. Are you okay after having to deal with sushri for a week? You know, I'm uh, I'm good. I, I'm, I'm good. Joe was here. Joe... Joe walked around about the place and um, he I explored he every in inch of the place. You did, yeah. He he would be a very good Joe. You'd be a great manager here. Yeah, well. you just walked around here and Ooh. commanded attention and commanded respect. I got news for you, Schoonover. I don't have time for this. I'm reading a piece <laughs> you just sent me about how the automotive manufacturers are waking up to the plight of the government car. They're not selling. Well, you know, there's that thing called reality. Yep. I think there's going to be a lot of reality checks happening here, Joe, and that's one of them. Uh, when I was at your dealership Friday, I got new tires. They're wonderful. Uh, I didn't see any electric cars there. Now, maybe there was one or no, two. I have a, yeah, we got a battery charger hanging on the wall that I spent around, I don't know, 10000 bucks on. I think I will probably charge maybe five, maybe ten EVs over the course of its lifetime. So, um thousand dollars a charge i think that was a pretty good deal right holy mackerel uh i really was impressed the play the the new building is done it's open a lot of service bays you can get everything you want done there and uh i know that because i peered into every corner i walked around where i wasn't supposed to <laughs> did be. you have the white glove on where you're kind yeah, of going I to see if there's for dust on new paint jobs i did everything <laughs> it was uh it was great it's really a great setup and we ran into uh, into uh, uh, Kenny Olson's young 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 son, so that was that was kind of a cool moment there. Yeah, Ben was there with his POS truck, but you guys saved a a, <laughs> a, win, a window in it apparently, and that got him back on the road. Yes, yes, crime hits again in Minneapolis, unfortunately yeah. for him. Uh, so, Mike, on behalf of the entire GL staff and on behalf of the entire GL audience, thank you, and we're sorry. What are you sorry for? I'm a hell of a customer. We love having field trip time with uh, with Joe. I'll be making more field trips, buddy. I got news for you. Oh boy. Yeah.
All right, sounds good. Uh, if you need anything, glass, uh, it doesn't matter. Schoonovers, Schoonovers is the place to go. They're the official body shop here in Garage Logic, and they've been servicing all sorts of GLers all throughout the years. Thank you for choosing SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. Sure. No spots, right? Let's do nope. this. Okay. In uh, other news, the White House says Israel has agreed to put in place four-hour daily humanitarian pauses in its assault on Hamas in northern Gaza starting today, as the Biden administration said it has secured a second pathway for civilians to flee the fighting. President Biden had asked Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu to institute the daily pauses during a Monday phone call. U.S. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby said that the first humanitarian pause would be announced today, and the Israelis had committed to announcing each four-hour window at least three hours in advance. Israel, he said, was also opening a second corridor for civilians to flee the areas that are current focus of its military campaign against Hamas. Biden also told reporters he had asked the Israelis for a pause longer than three days during negotiations over the release of some hostages. He said, though, there was no possibility of a general ceasefire. Asked if he was frustrated by Netanyahu over the delays, he said it's taken a little longer than I had hoped. Yes. I think we are all in agreement that Hamas, they're unlikable and they're a bunch of evil bastards. Am I safe to say that? Okay. Yeah. And then some. If they know there's a four-hour window here, won't they use that to their advantage? Won't we find out? Well, is that safe yeah, to assume? No, we'll find out. I mean, I'm all for let's get innocent people and civilians out of the way. That's not what I'm saying at all. But your enemy will use this against you, correct? Yes. Okay. House, House Republicans yesterday issuing subpoenas demanding testimony from Hunter and James Biden, the president's son and brother, as they hunt for evidence to try to build an impeachment case against him. Representative James Comer, Republican of Kentucky, the over, uh, chairman of the Oversight Committee, authorized the subpoenas of President Biden's family members, as well as Rob Walker, one of their business associates. It was the most significant move so far in the impeachment inquiry since Republican announced they were opening it back in September. The subpoenas demand that James Biden appear for a deposition on December 6th and Hunter Biden appear a week later. Walker was summoned to appear on November 29th. Studios and the Actors Union have come to an agreement after a six-month strike. The deal between striking actors in the studios and streaming services won't immediately restore filming to its full swing. But the tentative agreement, which both sides say includes extraordinary provisions, means that more than six months of labor's, uh, labor strife in the film and television industries will draw to a close. Uh, soon, tens of thousands of entertainment sector workers could get back to work. And popular franchises like Deadpool, Abbott Elementary, and The Last of Us will be a step closer to returning to screens. Picket lines are suspended. The only rallies on the horizon are the celebratory ones the Actors Union is promising. Uh, striking sc uh, screenwriters, remember, uh, started picketing May 2nd, reached their deal in September. They started working the next day. That's expected to not move quite as fast with the actors. The exact terms email? of the deal won't be released until later this week, uh, but it's uh, supposedly quite a good deal for the actors. Scott Mature is trying to Trump coach me. Uh-oh. He's saying that uh, he wants me to see lay, uh, some guy on YouTube mm -hmm. on how to do Trump. Mm -hmm. A lot of people like Trump. John? Y yeah. That's enough. Is that enough? <laughs> that's enough. Only because they come to us. Oh. Oh. 
all the way from Mirador, San Jose, Ecuador. You. From the traveling linemans. Johnny, get this ready because, again, yes, sir. I, I'm going to need help because the. Are you the, fighting the printer again? I fought the printer. I fought the printer in the printer one. Uh, oh, the printer, and now. On this day in 1862. Today is November 9th. In the aftermath of the U.S.-Dakota War, a mob of settler colonists attacked a group of Dakota captives in... New Ulm. Mm. The troops guarding the captives managed to restore order five days later in Henderson. Settler colonists attacked Dakota captives being... Marched to Fort Snelling. They killed one Dakota infant before soldiers dispersed the crowd. Jeez. On this day... 1109. In 1891, George A. Hormel launches his packing house in Austin, operating out of an old creamery. Hmm. On this day, on November 9th, in 1913, this must have been a hell of a wow. deal. Day yeah. two of the three day great storm of 19, 1913 began. It killed 251 people on the Great Lakes, 54 on Lake Superior, and it sinks 17 boats. Wow. What year? Sorry? 1913. I think Kurt Brown wrote about it. Isn't that the storm where people were crawling out of third story windows onto the snow? Wow. Oof. On this day. You're right. I just saw a photo of this mm-hmm. uh, where the guy's standing on top of the, and he's he's as high as a telephone wire. On this day. Uh, November 9th. In 1940, two members of Alcoholics Anonymous visited Minnesota to watch a football game and to contact people. Who have asked for help with their drinking problems. They connected with one, B. Patrick Cronin who later dated his sobriety sobriety to, to November 11, 1940. And helped start more than 450 AA groups in the Midwest. I'll be darned. Hmm. So uh, 1940 was the early days of AA, even though I believe it formally started in the 30s. Doctor uh, somebody in... Uh, Doctor who? Dr. B or uh, Dr. Beeper? Bill W. Dr. Beeper. Bill W. and a doctor friend started. And they have uh, made great no. strides. Thank uh, you. If, if, I may, if I may interrupt just for a moment. Sure. Chris, I'm sorry to do this to you again, but the telephone pole picture, that's from North Dakota, 1966. Oh, darn it. I thought I saw that yesterday. That's a very famous picture in North Dakota history. That's Is the only really? reason I know that. Oh. Yeah, because there was a huge blizzard in 66. Uh, I got stuck at my grandma's house for four days. Didn't it come from an account that I follow, though, called yeah. This Day in History? I don't know. Oh. Right. <laughs> it's, it's always, uh, I mean, I'm looking at 23 copies of it here. Well, right I only follow that account because of this bit. At the end of the show. We only do them because they arrive to us from distant shores. You're welcome. From the traveling Lyman. (laughs) Otherwise, you know, this is something the old neighbor would do. Celebrity birthdays. Yeah, that's... Oh, he's 76. Call me now. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, GLers. Is it raining where you are? Call me now. Is it raining in your area? (laughs) Okay, it's not raining. What? It's not raining. I don't have any segues. Uh, go to uh, YouTube and subscribe to the Garage Logic 
What is it, a channel? More importantly, Go. sign up for the town council today. And I don't forget, we've had a lot of people sign up. A lot of people have signed people. up for the town council today. I just today. saw you got a pile on your keyboard there of new. I signed them. You and signed them all? They get to I've go seen to the, those out Well, yeah, they can if they RSVP. You must RSVP to join us at Tattersall, which is less than a week away next Wednesday. Yeah, take it away, Rook. Okay. Uh, you also can go to garagelogic.com to purchase some of the garb, get a sweatshirt, wear it around town, and promote Garage Logic on the podcast. One of the top podcasts in the country, if you don't know. Garagelogic.cha. It is time once again that we pick up that phone and we make that call to our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again here in Garage Logic, and now's the time for you to do the same. So do not delay. Do exactly what I did and pick up that phone and dial 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh, and you will always get straight talk. You will never get sugar-coated advice, and Josh is here for you and for everybody for that free, yes, I said free, 48-minute financial consultation. And he's on the line with us once again. And today, Josh, you would like to touch on interest rates, which are always topical, and of course, more earnings today. The movement of interest rates, particularly the two-year treasury and the 10-year treasury, seems to have some mystical control on the direction of the market, not to mention, of course, Fed verbiage. We continue to have Fed verbiage this week. As we've discussed earlier, there are 12 or have been well, by the end of the week, 12 Fed governors will have talked about the direction of interest rates on the short term, their view of the economy going forward. And the market, stock market, bond market seems to be more concerned with that than any other uh, world event. Me, I tended to concentrate on micro matters, that being the direction of companies and earnings. The Fed is still on their higher for longer mantra, but some of the Fed governors, other than the local Fed governor, have indicated that they're okay with a pause in raising short-term interest rates, data-dependent, of course, to see the effects of what they have done as inflation seems to be leveling off, maybe coming down a little little bit. And you can see that more with the price of oil and gasoline than anything else. And at some point, you know, the Fed will have achieved their aim, we'll say, of getting stable prices. The stable prices that they'll have gotten, of course, will be higher than they were earlier. Meantime, earnings have been coming in, and I think most people or most of the talking heads have been focusing a lot on Walt Disney IS. Now, Disney surprised a little bit. They did better than people had expected, and I think there's finally some type of plan. Disney did report better than expected subscriber numbers, led by ESPN Plus, as well as the theme park. Marvel movies, that's another story altogether. We'll see where Disney goes. I'm not running out to buy Disney, but Disney could as a matter of cost-cutting or trying to raise some additional capital, they could be looking to shop ESPN. Some analysts think that Apple would be a perfect buyer for ESPN and ESPN Sports. Of course, you could also say the same of Google and Amazon, given all 
three companies position in the sports world. Arm Holdings, a recent IPO, free IPO that uh, prints and helps develop semiconductor chip architecture, reported their their numbers. It was good, but their guidance was a little bit light. That stock was down, but it seems that they are attracting business from the likes of Apple, Amazon, NVIDIA, and AM. They did cut a pretty significant deal with NVIDIA. NVIDIA reports next week, and that could be interesting as NVIDIA is considered one of the leaders in artificial intelligence. The other leader just hit a new high, that is Microsoft, and they are considered the granddaddy of AI, which is something to look at going forward. Excellent advice. Once again, Mr. Money Talk, you always hit a home run. G. Ellers, you heard him. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make the call for that free, yes, I said free, 48-minute financial consultation. And you do that by dialing 952-925-5608, where you're always going to get straight talk and never, ever sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, a fantastic weekend, and we'll talk to you again next week. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.